Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage and BringMeTheNews.com. My co-host is Adam Patrick who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. And we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss us, we're available in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Adam, what's going on, man? I know you like trivia, so I dialed something up for you today. Um, Are you ready to go? Um, yeah, I might've cheated already. So, yeah. Oh, you, you might've already Googled. Uh, <laughs> that's why you don't, that's why you don't put it on the outline. Right. Because, right. Uh, then, then you could just Google it and pull a, uh, prominent it member took, of Vikings Twitter. It took uh, me, it took, it um, took me a while to find it. I, and I might, I might have a different answer than you. So no, well, there we go. All right. Let, let's see what we got here because I did some research. Hennon Hooker was mocked by Daniel Jeremiah in the first round of his latest mock draft. Uh, Hooker is 25 years old and would be the oldest rookie taken in the first round since Hayden Hurst in 2018. Can you tell me which former Viking was also drafted in the first round at age 25? It would be uh, Mr. Terrence Newman. You already Googled it, so I mean, you're just you're just milking <laughs> it at this point. Either my internet froze. Uh, did you hear me? I did not. Did you hear me? No. Oh, uh, I, I said guess Mr. We're do this today, but <laughs> it's uh, Mr. Terrence Newman, formerly of uh, Kansas State, cornerback. Did you think it was Terrence Newman right off the bat? Before? No, I didn't. I I was just thinking of Vikings, and I saw you was a former Viking, so I'm like, oh, so it can be more than just. It didn't have to be drafted by the Vikings to be the answer. Correct. Yes. So that was that was the curveball before you Googled it. Cheated. Not- Luckily, luckily, I pay. I pay for uh, StatHead or whatever, so I'm able to. You pay for it too, huh? Just like it's it's a must have to uh, fend yourself. And I mean, it's good for finding (laughs) good for for articles as well. Okay, Uh, so so can you name the uh, current Viking who is drafted at age 24 or older? Uh, Or did you Google that too? uh, That would be Garrett Bradbury. That is correct. Google really is serving you well. You know, I was watching a uh, video on Twitter the other day, and uh, it was a basketball coach having his team. So they were all lined up and they were kind of just pacing in place. And he would ask them a question. And if they got the question wrong, they would have to go run. Uh, We used to call it a ladder. I think some coaches called it suicides, Suicides, which might not be social, socially appropriate anymore. Anymore, yeah. Um. Uh, up and downs, whatever they are, they had to run. Let's put it that yeah. way. So the question was, uh, where, what was the original city that the Los Angeles Lakers were from? Ooh. And like the kids were just like, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> one kid said Ohio. Uh, uh, another kid said SpongeBob, which 
is not a city as well. Oh, that was that. That was that clip. Oh, that was I, that clip. I yes. kept seeing it go around, and um, I didn't. I just didn't click on it. But okay. Yeah, um, and the first kid looked like he was like forty-seven or something. Um, it was, yeah, I wonder how many people like look at the Lakers' name and are like, "There aren't any lakes in L.A. Why are they the Lakers?" <laughs> You know, and some people are like, man, if the Lakers, you know, they'd stayed or whatever, they'd be the same freaking franchise. Like, come on. Like, people aren't NBA players don't sign in Minnesota. It's cold. It's cold. And then, you know, when they come here, they're just like, I want to get traded. Get me out. Unless unless you're from Minnesota, it's it's hard to keep people here. I think that's why the Vikings had to give, uh, I think they gave Marcus Davenport like a a million dollar workout bonus just so he could come during the off season and make sure that he's here. It's, it's going to be 50 degrees. So yeah. what are you doing? Like, um, we need you here. So anyway, outside of weather and uh, stuff that you've already Googled, uh, let's talk about mock drafts because they're already out of control uh, as we are just over a month away from the NFL draft. Like I mentioned, Daniel Jeremiah had the Vikings selecting Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker in the first round of the draft. At number 23, no trade-up or anything. Saw an arm, pretty mobile, 3,135 yards at Tennessee, uh, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 69.6 passer rate, or uh, not pass rating, that'd be brutal, uh, <laughs> completion percentage at Tennessee. And uh, as we mentioned, the catch, he's 25 years old, and he is coming off a torn ACL. But wait, there's more. Another mock draft dropped yesterday as the Athletic had their beat writer mock draft. I believe this is the second one that they've had. Uh, Alec Lewis was manning the Vikings and traded up select Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. Levis completed 65.4% of his passes through for 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions at Kentucky. He has experience in a pro system and worked with Liam Cohen, who also ate at the altar of Sean McVay alongside Kevin O'Connell. They might have shared food or something. I don't know. Um, or they cross streams in Vegas. I, I don't know how that really works. Um, Vegas also traded the, or excuse me, the Vikings also traded the 23rd, 87th picks in this year's draft, along with their first round pick next year. So let, let's start here. If the Vikings were to do either of these moves, would you be okay with it? What, what are you thinking when it comes to, you know, these mock draft prognostications? <clears throat> Well, first off, I think I'd be okay with either one because it would mean the Vikings are moving forward, moving on from Kirk Cousins. They're taking a step, you know, to find the next quarterback. So that's would be one reason I'd be fine with it. Um, yeah, with Will Levis, who's only what a year younger than Hennon Hooker. Yeah, he'll turn twenty-four a month after the draft. I think in June or something. So okay, so <laughs> that's always funny to me. Like you people will be like, you'll only be able to get 10 seasons out of uh, Hen and Hooker, but then you can only really get 11 seasons out of Will Levis. So, like, it's not too much of a difference, but okay. I can hear the age thing, too. Um, but Will Levis, uh, I would say, has a higher higher ceiling than someone like Hen and Hooker um, just because of his abilities, his arm. I think he just, like, rockets the ball wherever, fires it in there. He does have experience in a more of a pro-style offense. He does, like you mentioned, he does have that, experience with Liam Cohen who worked with Kevin O'Connell on the Rams so there's obviously a connection there I'm sure he's talked a bunch with Kevin O'Connell I'm sure Kevin O'Connell's talked a bunch with with uh, Cohen about Levis and you know if he can be the guy to, to help them you know 
in the future. The question I would have about that would be trading up because the Vikings don't have a lot of assets and they need draft pick to help improve the roster because they also don't have a lot of cap space. So I would be, you know, wondering, do the Vikings truly think Will Levis is the guy to be their next franchise quarterback? And are you willing to use, you know, your first and third round pick and next year's first round pick on a guy who's not even going to play next year? Um, so that's something that would make me hesitant to do something like that. Um, same thing though, that goes with like Anthony Richardson or anything like that. I would have the same, same question. So it's not like specifically well, will love And then Hendon Hooker, I would be on board with that move because they didn't make a trade and they were able to get, um, a quarterback without giving up anything. And of the quarterback like him, who he just tore his ACL in what November, that fifth year option that you get in the first round would be important for him. Um, because it allows him, you you get that extra year to to maybe evaluate him, um, but and then his numbers at Tennessee they they stand out. You know you know I know college football guys put up monster numbers all the time, but like even his numbers, like you don't see that touchdown interception race. You don't see the interceptions that low, especially when he's playing in like the SEC. It's not like he's playing in the whack at Hawaii. Where a lot of guys, you know, used to put R.I.P. Colt yeah, Brennan, though. yeah, or used to put up like huge numbers. Um, but still, yeah, there's there's a lot of questions with with his abilities to, you know, progress or move through his progressions uh, in a pro style offense, and you know. Um, but I was looking at a scouting report before I came on here. At first, I looked at Hendon Hooker, and it was a bunch of the stuff we've already been talking about. But then I looked at Jalen Hurts, who uh, was projected to be. Um, a solid backup in in the NFL, and uh, he, his his pro his pro comparison, I think it was on NFL.com, was Tim Tebow. Um, and we you just look at how far he's been able to progress in the NFL during his time in the league. Last year he was what like the runner up MVP, uh, helped the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, performed very well in the Super Bowl. Um, so I think looking at someone like that who came in the league with a lot of questions, uh, you can compare that to Hendon Hooker and be like, okay. If you just get with the right system, the right guys, this this could work out. Um, and I think that if he was twenty, let's say he's twenty three, I think people would be less hesitant to go after someone like that. Um, so like throw that age thing out the the door, um, and I think there's you could find you could find more people who might be on board to get him. But yeah, I know the offense that he was in in college kind of just scares people off because just like he didn't have to do a whole lot. He had like one read and then get it to that guy. And he relied more on his receivers to get open than he did on him getting the receivers open with his passes. So can he can he do that? We don't know. He could be able to do that, um, but we just we just don't know. And then if if Kevin O'Connell thinks that he can get the most out of him, then then I have to feel confident about that because I like the way that Kevin O'Connell has approached things, especially what he did with Kirk Cousins last year. You know, Kirk Cousins didn't have the best stats of his career, but he I would say he had the best season of his career. Um, so if he can do that for Kirk Cousins, you know, not that he's a magician, he can turn like anything. You can't like take like, I, I don't know, whatever backup and turn him into an all pro quarterback. But I think he can pro- do what he can to get the most out of, uh, whatever he's given. So yeah, there's a lot of opinions on Hendon Hooker and, um, I don't, I don't, I don't it's going to continue to be. So until we get to the draft, I just, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you, I mean, you probably got joy out of sending me that text Tuesday morning because it was mere hours after I ranted (laughs) about not not wanting Hendon Hooker. I definitely did. uh, did. At age 25, there are a couple things that you said that kind of got me thinking. And, And the first thing that you said is, 
Well, I would like it because they're moving on from Kirk Cousins. The Vikings cannot think that way. They cannot oh, think, yeah. oh, yeah, let's just take a quarterback just so we can move on from Kirk. <laughs> like, that's how you get, that's how you draft Christian Ponder. Okay, you know, like, yep. oh, the first four quarterbacks on the board, we need a quarterback. Let's go take Christian Ponder. Or, oh my God, we need a center. Let's go draft Gary Bradbury. Yep. Like, they need to get the right guy. The problem I had, you know, you're, you're sitting here going like, well, if age wasn't a thing, but it is. It, oh, he yeah. is 25 years old. You know, oh, if he was, he was 23 years old, he would be a top five pick. Well, well, he's not. He's 25 years old. And when you look at the age thing, I, I mean, Levis isn't that much different. Yes, I, I'm concerned about drafting either of these guys, not only yeah. for the age, but I, I mean, Levis, some of his throws were kind of like, what are you doing, guy? Yeah. Like, you know, they're behind They're I mean, a lot of his interceptions were his fault as we you know, talk about fault a lot in Vikings Twitter. Like, is it Kirk's fault? Is it? it no, it, mm-hmm. they were his fault. They were bad throws. Um, I did a little research and it's going to be an article at zonecoverage.com and hooker is 25 since the NFL went to a set. So, so like using Will Levis as a baseline, 24 years old, NFL went to a seven round draft in 1997. There have been 41 players that have been drafted at age 24 or older in the first round of that draft. 18 of those players were primary starter at their position for five or more years, which I think that would be the barometer for success with a first round pick. Cause it means you picked up the fifth year option, right? So, so we can, we can roll with that. Um, you know, if you're four or young, younger, maybe you're just forcing the issue. It could be something like Garrett Bradbury where it's like, well, we don't have anything better. So we're just going to keep trying them out back out there. Between those 41 players, there are 19 Pro Bowl appearances. And Casey Hampton, who is 19th overall in 2001 at age 25, has five of them. Only eight players made the Pro Bowl out of that group, which is 19.5% rate. And I did, I thought I did the research. I believe it's 323 players out of 923 made a Pro Bowl. So that's 34% since the NFL went to that format. Um, looking at quarterbacks though, it's a different story. Quarterbacks age 24 or older, 49 players have been selected in the draft. Three of them have made the pro bowl. You have David Garrard, you have Ryan Tannehill and Kirk fricking cousins. Give him a lifetime contract. He's going to play until <laughs> he's 50, by the way, like you just, just for this, give him a, give him a contract. Four of those have been started for five plus years. And, and this is all rounds. Chad Pennington's the other one who joins that previous group. He was a starter for the Jets for five years. Um, Randy, he, I hope he sends Randy Moss a nice little fruit basket for that career. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. He wasn't, he wasn't too terrible. No, no, no. He just had a noodle arm come, and it was just like, all right, Randy, let's come go. Back player of the year once. I yeah. Think, with the Dolphins. Cause he like shredded his shoulder and then he came back yeah. from that, which made his arm even weaker. Uh, Hooker would be the oldest first round quarterback. Since Brandon Whedon, the 22nd overall pick by the Browns in 2012. He's 28 years he old. He was 28. Yes. That's, that, that is bonkers. <laughs> that is crazy ridiculous. That's, and of course, the Browns would pick him. Like, Hendon Hooker would also be the thirdest older, oldest quarterback in NFL history to be selected in the first round of the draft. There's Brandon Whedon in 2012, as we mentioned. Uh, 27-year-old Ernie Case was selected by the Packers with the sixth overall pick in the 1947 draft. 47. And uh, he would edge out Travis Tidwell, the immortal Travis Tidwell, uh, who was drafted seventh overall by the New York football giants. And you have to specify in that era. That's how yep. far back we're going in the yep. 1950 draft. So what does this all mean? I just tossed a whole bunch of numbers at you. 
But yeah. contract scenario. You mentioned Jalen Hurts as his com- or like as a comparison here, right? Jalen Hurts is about to get paid. He is going to be 24 or he is 24 years old. He will turn 25 in August. Hendon Hooker is already that age with no yeah. NFL experience or anything. If he's good, you're paying him at age 29. Levis at 28. And there's, there's, you get a discount? there's not much possible. According to everything else, no, you don't. Because Daniel Jones, they could run into whoever Ed Donatella is four years from now. They could explode and they could get a $40 million contract like Daniel Jones did. So, I mean, I'm not right. thinking there's going to be – if he's good at all, there, there's not going to be a discount. But that would be good too if he's good. <laughs> but if he's mediocre, I, I mean, right. define good or me- – you want to hit on this, don't you? Because right. if you get right. a quarterback in the mid, you're overpaying. You're in the same boat that you were with Cousins. So you better yeah. hit in the early years of those contracts. Like Anthony Richardson's going to be 26 years old when he gets paid. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. – it's 26 years old right now. I would yeah. rather invest in... I think he's even 25. Yeah, he's 25. He's he's going to be 26 week one is yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. I would rather, especially looking at Levis, trading those two first round picks, I would rather go sign Lamar, go yeah. call the Jets because apparently that Aaron Rodgers thing isn't working out so well. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they have a trade in place and Aaron Rodgers like, I will announce it when I am ready. I when I will go into the <laughs> darkness and I'll drink bleach for a month. And uh, he's going he's to he's gonna make the announcement. He's going to climb the top of Mount Everest and then make the announcement. Yes. From, from the top. Uh, while, while on drugs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would rather invest Plants. in Lamar Jackson than draft Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Like and I yeah. understand because you're not going, it's not going to be a high draft pick. Like if you, if you take Hendon Hooker, like you're just reaching and, and you, you mentioned the scheme thing too. It's like everybody talks about Jalen Hyatt and they're like, oh yeah, well, Josh Heupel just schemed him open the entire time. He's not actually good. Okay. What does that say for the quarterback then when everybody's yeah. wide open, the guy sucks under pressure. He, again, he's 25. He listened to music on cassette tapes. I, I mean, <laughs> give me, like, I, I'm not saying, like, you have to draft this 20-year-old super specimen of an athlete, but somebody right. like this, there are red flags everywhere. And people are people are out there saying, like, well, this is a safe pick if you take Henry and Hooker. The hell it is. Like, yeah. I, I mean, he's 25 years old. He could get to the NFL, throw a couple passes, and be like, oh, shit, we just burn a first rounder on it. There is risk with every quarterback in the draft. There's a risk mm-hmm. in taking CJ Stroud. The Panthers have their balls on the line after trading up all those picks. And, but hell, they might trade down because they're idiots. Like it, I, I'm getting flustered here. I can barely talk. <laughs> like don't do it. Don't take Hendon hooker at 23. I don't care what his stats are. What do you think? What he could become? I, I mean, no, 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 no. What about the fifth round? What if he's there in the fifth round? Well, and you're looking at, again, you're looking at quarterbacks. I think I have, well, like I said, I, I just told you the list of quarterbacks in the later rounds that have made Pro Bowls or right. even been starters. Like it's four. It's literally well, I, four yeah. quarterbacks that age well, who have panned out. Brock Purdy's just ruining it for, for everybody because, you know, everyone's like, oh, we can just get Brock Purdy now in the, in the last round. Uh, I'll give that you some, easy. some age stats that I was looking up the other sure. day. Um, there are three Hall of Fame quarterbacks who started uh, their first game in the NFL at the age of 25 or older. They are Warren Moon, Tim Kelly, Kurt Warner. So, 
So, so you're basically hoping you find Kurt Warner because Warren yeah, Moon and Jim Kelly play. I believe Warren Moon played in the CFL and Jim Kelly played in the USFL, USFL. because he didn't yep. want to go yep. to Buffalo because it was cold. <laughs> he's from what, like Miami yeah. or whatever. Wound um, up working out very well for him, though. It did. It did. Yes. It did. But, but still, you're, it's a different. You know, the USFL and the CFL are not the NFL, right? Um, so it's maybe, maybe it might be a step up from college, but it's certainly not all the way up to the NFL. But then, you know, you have Kurt Warner who played in, what, arena football, NFL Europe, and then went into a job with uh, the Rams. And I believe Trent Green also, like, is someone who started his first game after the age of 25. Um, but then, like, the Rams were able to kind of figure out an offense that would suit Kurt Warner well. I, I don't know, like, how his attributes compare to Hen Hooker or whatever, but... There have been success stories in the NFL of, of older quarterbacks. I think Jeff Garcia is another one. He wasn't awesome. He wasn't amazing, but he had some good years in the NFL. So there are some success stories as far as age goes. But yeah, I think the biggest question with Hennon Hooker would be his transition from the, the offensive system that he runs in Tennessee um, to the NFL because, you know, I was listening to a podcast or whatever. They're talking about him and how like the system is really. It's it's more about the wide receiver's job to get open than it is for Hennon Hooker to get the receivers open with his throws. Like the receivers basically just run choice routes the whole time and they just go to an open. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Spot and Hooker has to just find them. Um, so it's good that he could find them. That's that's a, an attribute that you can take into the future. But like, is that going to really translate to the NFL because cornerbacks or safeties or linebackers will pick up on that quickly and just be like, oh, I'm just going to go over to this zone because you're going to throw it because it's open and then I'll just pick it off. Um, but then again, you know, you have some, someone like Justin Jefferson who can get open whenever he wants. Um, so like that's that's something you should think about or, or people should think about as well. Um I would have a lot of questions. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm totally on board if they were like, let's get Hendon Hooker in the first round. I would. I would have a ton of questions. I'm not gonna even lie about that. But like, um, and I do agree with you. Like, don't draft a quarterback just to draft a quarterback because you could even go back to what La- Laquan Treadwell mm-hmm. when the Vikings needed a receiver in 20. What was it was that 2016? Yeah, because yeah. that was the first year of uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. <sighs> right. So they got Treadwell, um, and that was because they just needed a receiver. Because they didn't, that was before Thielen became Adam Thielen. Um, and they thought they needed a receiver, and they went with Treadwell, and he was a disaster. Somehow he's still in the league. Um, kudos to him, I guess. Um, but yeah, you you shouldn't. And with Bradbury too, I think a lot of people had him rated as a top center prospect. They did. Yes. So like, it's not like the Vikings were like, wow, somebody got the top center, so we got to get this guy. So like, that wasn't totally their fault. Um, but yeah. I would have a lot of questions with 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 Will Levis, with 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 Hendon Hooker, with Anthony Richardson. I think this quarterback class, like there was a lot of hype going into this pre-draft process, but I think this quarterback class, it really isn't that great. Like it's a lot of hype, uh, not not necessarily maybe hype, but just like you're hoping these guys achieve their ceilings, and they haven't really done that yet in college. And people are looking at guys like Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen and being like, "Well, we can do that," you know, like the that'll we. 
they did that. Why can't why can't Anthony Richardson do that? Why can't Will Levis do that? And you can look at guys like Baker Mayfield, drafted at number one, who's who's struggling to get a job right now. He's going to have to compete in Tampa Bay to get you know a starting job. Um, you know Zach Wilson, uh, Sam Darnold. Like Remember all these guys where we were, like, were last year too? Like we were just sitting here, just like, oh my god, look at Malik Willis at his pro day. Oh, He's yeah. blowing up. Yeah. Like Kenny Pickett, yeah. also uh, age twenty four when he was drafted. He will be correct. I was going to bring yes. that up too. Uh, but, Would you um, be excited with Kenny Pickett right now? Because I, I sure as hell wouldn't. Um, he looked good at the end of the year. I'll show you that. Um, excited. I, I don't. I, I didn't watch enough of him to give you a real opinion on that. So I wouldn't want to say yes or no. I would be more excited than the. I'm sure the Steelers. Part of their excitement last year was like, well, he's not Ben Roethlisberger. So like, <laughs> you know, it's it's something because Big Ben that is for, that uh, is the epitome of drafting a quarterback because you need a quarterback though. Well, yeah, like. Big Ben was there probably five years longer than he should have been. Um, and the Steelers were just like exhausted by him just coming back and not being good. Um, so they were just like anything, anything. So I think that's part of it as well. But yeah, uh, I think CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are the top two guys. After that, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if the other guys are really going to be much of anything in, in the NFL. So we'll see. We will see Uh quick question for you before we move on. If there's a gun to your head and you say you have to take either Will Levis or Hendon Hooker, who are you taking? Uh, are both available at 23 or are we going through? Are we using these scenarios where you have to trade up to get Levis and Hooker falls through <sighs> at 23? Because that's let's, important. Let's say if they're both at 23, who are you taking? Uh, Will Levis. And if you have to trade up for Levis, who are you taking? Uh, so let's say you have to give up what Alec Lewis gave up. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that I yep, hundred uh, percent. I agree with you, Lamar Jackson. Yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's my answer. Just call the Jets, dump Kirk, and uh, we can all move on with our life. Uh, somebody else that is moving on with their life is Duke Shelley. Uh, he signed with the Las Vegas Raiders this morning. Shelley, cancel the season. It's cancel. The like season. I said to you, oh my God, how could he do this? Uh, Shelley was a practice squad pickup for the Vikings last season, ranked third in PFF's coverage grades, and allowed a 51 passing rating in man coverage. Uh, over 61 snaps, though, so he didn't play a lot because Dontel didn't play a lot of man coverage. Um, two years before that, he allowed a passer rating over 100 in. Uh, 2021 and 2020. I'm trying to do math in my head right now. Um, how big of a loss is this? Uh, I don't think it's as big as people might think it is. He had a for him. He had a great season last year, but the Vikings' past defense was still terrible. Um, so you have to put that into account. Uh, for the type of defense that Brian Flores wants to run, he needs bigger physical corners who can defend the run on their own and hold their own in man coverage. And he, Duke Shelley did well in pass coverage, kind of like shadowing guys that he was covering. But can he do that, you know, knowing that there's no safety help? Can he do that? Uh, can he step up and, and make the tackles consistently uh, running back wise? Um, and Brian Flores and, and the Vikings clearly didn't think that uh, he could or else he would have probably already been back with the Vikings. It's a great story. I'll be rooting for Duke Shelley, but I don't think it's a gigantic loss like a lot of people might be feeling today. Like, oh, the secondary is it's done for. And it's like, no, the Vikings drafted Andrew Brooke Jr. and Caleb Evans last year. They're invested in those guys and they want to give those guys a shot to, you know, reach their, um, you know, develop more as 
as cornerbacks, and they're not going to be able to do that if they don't, they don't play. So I think uh, that's part of it too because they have these guys waiting in the wings. And although Duke Shelley did play well last year, you're going to pick the guy you pick in the second round over him uh, to start probably. So I'm interested to see what the cost was on this move because – it can't be that. No, much. no. I, I mean, if it was like, I think somebody said like four million dollars, like they projected. I, I can't remember who. That said seems that. high. Well, and if it were, <laughs> if it were four million dollars, I'd be like, yeah, thank you for your service. Um, go get your money, yeah. kid. Um, you know, I wanted him back as a depth piece because we've right. seen people get beat up. Uh, the Vikings depth chart at corner right now, uh, it is bad. We have Byron Murphy Jr., who the Vikings signed in free agency. Uh, we have Andrew Booth Jr., who has not been healthy since high school, uh, according to him. Uh, a Caleb Evans, who had three concussions last year. Yeah. Uh, Kalen Barnes, who is a burner that was signed to a futures contract, and Tay Gowan. I don't really know anything about him. Um, he was drafted by the Cardinals in like the sixth round, like two years ago, six or fifth round. So, so there you go. Uh, the, the more you know. And Chris Boyd visiting. I, I was just about yesterday. to get to that. I don't know. Like, honestly, <laughs> Chris Boyd signs with the Giants. We need to just jump on this channel and just boot anybody who's on it uh, just to talk <laughs> about the impact that Chris Boyd would have because there is a locker room presence that he brings. Um, he's funny. Yeah. Not not like Kirk Cousins funny where, like, he's like quarterback Cadden. You can just put chains on him and then he's Joe Burrow he's or whatever. Goof, he's a goofball. Yeah, yeah. Goof. Yeah, I mean, Chris Boyd, you know. Doesn't like tight buttholes either. Um, that's his thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. like if Arrowhead <laughs> Addict's on here, we got to jump in and be like, guys, guys, I, I know you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and how many Super Bowls he can win. We need to talk about Chris Boyd right now because this is just a seismic move. If Chris Boyd signs with the Chiefs, like that, that's when we got to jump. We just got to like barge right in there. Like who's trying to get in the room? <laughs> oh, it's there. It's like, you guys have no idea what you got with Chris Boyd. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. Hey, they, they, they took a chance on Mike Hughes. You know, maybe they like those those Vikings corners. Mike Hughes signed somewhere too, didn't he? Falcons. 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 Now he's now he's a journey. Uh, Mike Hughes was a Falcon sooner than Lamar was a Falcon. Who would have thought of that? Um, <laughs> but the Vi- I mean, looking at that depth chart at corner, like, does this increase the odds that the Vikings are going corner in first round of the draft? It's so weird because they signed Byron Murphy and everyone's like, oh, now they don't have to draft the corner. And then Duke Shelley leaves, and now everyone's like, oh, now they need to draft the corner in the first <laughs> round. It's like, what? No. I think, no, I, I, I don't think it increases or decreases it. Um, I think the Vikings are going to probably add a corner with one of their first few picks. It doesn't necessarily have to be the first round, because, you know, what if there's a run on corners? Like we just talked about, you don't want to draft a corner, just to draft a corner. Um, and you end up with someone who's not going to be that great, and you just use your first round pick on a, someone who's not good. And rookie corners, like, most of the time, they're not very good. They need a couple years to to really become good in the NFL. Not everyone's sauce gardener. And he was, you know, what was he a top five pick? There's a reason for that. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think it increases or decreases it. I think they need to grab one anyways, whether it be the first, second, third round, like probably needs to happen within day one or day two pick, but first round, you know, don't, don't just draft the corner to draft the corner because that's, that's not a good way to, to work. And I don't think they will do that in so. my, uh, mock draft that will be released tomorrow at the Viking age, or if you're listening yeah. to this in podcast form or even watching this on Friday, it's out today. Go read it. Um, I waited until the fifth to draft a corner. 
So that probably will be an unpopular opinion. I don't know. Just check it out. Read it. They could still sign somebody. Too. They, they like could. It's, yes. It's not even April yet. They could still sign someone now. They could sign someone in the summertime. Like what? They, they signed Bashar Breeland in the summertime. Yeah. Uh, 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 if we're looking at that, that uh, <laughs> it doesn't really. Uh, trying to think if there's any, any other late players they signed in the summer that, that worked out. Um, but no, like, yeah, but they still have plenty of time and guys could get cut after the draft they could add to their roster um so like they still got plenty of time to to find someone to to replace duke Shelley. how will they ever go on how would they ever <laughs> go on without cj ham as well <laughs> he gets a new two-year deal according to his agents uh he's from minnesota if you haven't heard yep. duluth he's I guess he's now the flag bearer of that story. Um, this is a takeover. Chris Reed? Is Chris Reed from Minnesota? His wife's from Minnesota. His wife's actually from Rochester. Didn't he go to Mankato? He did go to Mankato, but he's not from Minnesota. Oh, but he's, okay, okay. Yes. And yeah, his wife's from my hometown. But okay. uh, Kevin O'Connell's running game takeover is continuing to dominate the offseason. As we know, the Vikings signed Josh Oliver, who is one of the best run blocking tight ends in the game. They re-signed Alexander Madison to a two-year deal, and Dalvin Cook is still on the roster, probably because uh, he got surgery knowing that he was going to get $2 million to go on into the night. <laughs> Smart business move. Like, yeah. Just touch on Cook quick. Do you think there's going to be more action here by the draft? or? Oh, yeah, because they're waiting for it. Not, he can't pass a physical right, right now. So like, not, they can't do anything right now anyway. Um, people were like freaking out about that that Friday or whatever. Like, Was it last yeah. week? Where like people, this is it's the deadline. <laughs> it's like no, because he was going to get that money the, anyway. The deadline was, was erased. That's what. Yeah, that's why Palacero said, "Yeah, he'll be on the roster." But yeah, because he he was injured, um, so he was going to get that money anyways. Injury guarantee. Uh, yeah, so I would expect something closer to the draft. I know the Bills are being talked about as a possible team, but they just signed what Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's you know going to stand in the way of them. <laughs> possibly trading for cook but they'll have some takers what i think uh darren wilson's thrown out like the falcons the dolphins were possibly possible a possibility but they signed like re-signed all three of their running backs so they'll be, they'll be like what if a team wants a running back in the draft like they, they have their eyes on B. John robinson or something and they don't get him um you know Delvin Cook's not terrible consolation prize if, if a team wants to do that could be so. one of those deals that drops on the friday of the draft where it's just like, okay, sure. Bijan's off the board. We'll give you third round pick. I, I don't I don't even think they'd fetch a third round for Dalvin, but I, I'd been surprised before by NFL trades. I, yeah. What what did Elijah Moore get yesterday? He <sighs> well, the second they, and a they third. They gave up a third to the Browns. And then the Brown or the Jets got a second back. And they're saying it's not related to the Aaron Rodgers trade, which <laughs> just just get it done. Like everybody and Odell's going there. Too. Yeah, Odell's following Alan Lazard on Instagram. Uh, still no Randall Cobb yet over there. Um, although I'm sure that's that's, that's, that's probably that's like the final weird. Infinity Stone or something. That's the holdup. Yeah, that's the holdup. Just put Randall Cobb in his gauntlet, and, or actually, that's just like drugs. And it's, it's like it's either Randall Cobb or Donald Driver. You have to you have to pick one. Of yummy, two. yummy, yummy. I got crack in my <laughs> tummy. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> is Kevin O'Connell's quest for consistency in the running game a good thing? I mean, when his when the Vikings finish at the bottom of the league and you know what's short yard situations, and they led the league in what negative negative yards or zero gains um, on on first down last year. I think it's he's got, 
it's one of his top priorities this weekend. Just to be more efficient. He's not, that's what he's been saying. He wants to be more efficient. He hasn't. He's never come out and been like, we need to run. He's not doing the Zimmer thing. Like, we need to run the ball, the ball more. 30 carries times. a game. Yeah. What was that, that stat that Zimmer wrote? Whenever we run 30 times, we're like 19-0. and 0. And it's like, yeah, because you're ahead. Yes. So that's why that's that's why it works that way. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's looking to like run the ball more. Um, more just be efficient like that. And the, the addition of Josh Oliver would follow along with that. This this extension for CJ Ham would follow along with that. Um, although I think the keeping CJ Ham around is more of a, a leadership thing in the locker room and, and he's good on special teams as well. I think most of his snaps came on special teams last year. So and I think we've learned in the past like sometimes it's better to keep guys like, like CJ Ham around than to just get rid of everybody kind of that held your locker room together. I th- I'm like thinking back to I think it was 2018 when the Vikings moved on from Brian Robeson and Terrence Newman, and then they just really had no nothing really to hold them together in that that locker room that year. And I think that that played a a major role. So yeah, I I don't think they're gonna they're no they're not gonna come out and be the Titans or or you know the Zimmer offense. I think they just want to be more efficient, and especially just just set themselves up better for second and third down because there was a lot of times last year where the Vikings were in third and eight and. They'd rather be third and three because I think a lot of times they would score the ball and then they'd have these stretches where like they didn't score a lot and that's why they had to come back. Uh, and what fourteen of their seventeen games? Yeah. So they just don't want to do that. They just want to be more efficient. Well, one of the things too that the Vikings encountered a lot, really over the past couple of years, is cover two, which makes like Kirk short circuit and throw a three yard pass on fourth and eight with the season on the line. Um, <laughs> The best way to get out of that, the Chiefs figured it out last year, is to go 13 personnel with three tight ends on the field and a receiver and just kick the crap out of them. Um, Alec Lewis mentioned him. I think it's the third time I mentioned him this podcast, but it was a good it was a good stat. Clearly you pay for the athletic. I, I do pay for the uh, it is it is my <laughs> humble brag of the show. I do too. I do I, too. I, I pay for the athletic. I got MLB.tv at the house. I'm excited for next week. Mm-hmm. Um and then like after a week ESPN like, Plus. I, I do have ES I got all the yes. hockey games at my I fingertips. Do too. I do the too. only thing I don't have is uh NBA League Pass. Uh, which seems yeah. seems kind of bizarre, but I, I mean, I, what, I think most people have to choose between hockey and basketball. Anyway, do they have do they have like what is it now? Bally Sports or whatever? Do they have that in South Dakota? Ah, uh, yes, but Bally went bankrupt, so we right. don't really know what's <laughs> going to go on there. Um, the other thing with this running game takeover is that I think the Vikings' best path to a better defense is being more efficient on offense. Uh, Minnesota yeah. ranked 29th in time of possession last season at 29 minutes and five seconds per game over the past three seasons. The Vikings ranked 16th in time of possession at 29 minutes and 38 seconds in 2017. Mike Zimmer's like, yeah, 20, 2017. <laughs> I, you want to talk about Mike Zimmer celebrating the Vikings ranked third in time of possession mm. at 32 minutes and seven seconds. Eric and Latavia. Yes. And they weren't breaking big runs, but they were consistent. They were just churning out, you know, the Leroy Horde special, right? You need three yards. I'll get you three. You need five yards. I'll get you three. Basically what they did that entire season. And it worked because it kept the defense fresh, kept them off the field and they were top ranked defense. So less snaps, more better things because I, I mean, you control the time possession, keep your defense off the field. And the defense is not going to be perfect. Brian Flores is not going to turn this into 2017 Vikings overnight. So they have to kind of bridge that gap and 
a more efficient running game, whether it be with Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, or a back drafted. Uh, I am actually getting very enamored with, I think it's Dwayne McBride from UAB. Um, doesn't have a lot of work in the passing game, but he's very explosive and very good in zone rushing situations. I just don't see the Vikings drafting a running back when they have such mm-hmm. few picks. Um, maybe if they trade down, he'll be an option. But um, and you have Ty Chandler too, who we really haven't mentioned. Right. But um, I don't know. I like I said, as long as they don't go Tennessee Titans, where it's just like running the ball to cut, you know, just to run the yeah, ball. Like, and they're not because they have Justin Jefferson. They're not going to do that. They're going to be like, hey, Justin, you know how you you know got the ball like two hundred times last We're year? We're going to cut that in We're half. <laughs> we're gonna have you block this year. You're so, gonna be a blocker. We're actually gonna play you at tackle. We're gonna have you. We're gonna give you a giant contract to block. Did you see the Zeke uh, Elliott play in the playoffs? You're gonna yeah, be the yeah, center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm. You can trade me now. Um, yeah, I, I just think they just want to be, you know, like you said, more efficient. Um, and the the time I I haven't seen the stats because I know I know last year the Vikings led the league in three and outs. I'd be curious to see this year as well because i wouldn't be surprised either like they they scored a bunch of points but there were a, still a lot of three and outs and that was part of the defense you know suffering as well because they'd get a stop and they'd have to go right back on the field like a minute and a half later um and then they'd get gashed because they're tired wasn't it the miami game they had like nine straight three and outs or something ridiculous yeah, like that i think they i think they went yeah for a while without without points luckily uh, Tua was not playing in that game, so that helped a little bit. Yeah. Uh, or else that might have gotten out of hand. Um, but yeah, I would. I'd be curious to see those those stats. I I, I don't think they're on like PFF or anything. Someone usually yeah. just throws them on on Twitter, like a graph. Uh, but I'd be, I'd be curious to see those because I think they'd probably be pretty similar. And I think that's that's an area that Kevin O'Connell wants to get rid of. So we'll see. so we'll see how the running game improves throughout the rest of the off season. <laughs> but. That's all the time we have for today. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also in podcast form the very next day. You can like, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. I'm Chris Shad. He's Adam Patrick. and We'll see you on Monday. Monday.